Welcome to the C.S. Joseph podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph, and we're doing more Acolyte questions today. In today's question, what is the similarities between an ENFJ male and an ENTP male? Or like, how are these two types uh, similar and potentially even different? And uh, we'll be discussing that today. But first things first, the obvious. They are both TI users, okay? So all about logic, right? Although with the ENFJ, they're probably oftentimes really stressed out with the ENTP because the ENTP is a TP type, whereas the ENFJ is an FJ type. And the difference between an FJ and a TP is that the FJ type oftentimes has to look at what social what social norms are doing because if something is socially acceptable, it's more likely to be true. So when it comes to their own thinking, they actually tack on their own thinking based on social norms and social acceptance because from their perspective, if something is not socially acceptable, then it's not likely to actually be true. And this is the curse of being an FJ type. Whereas the TPs have a different perspective. Just because something is socially acceptable does not mean it's true. And TPs end up becoming extremely aware of myths, right? Like for example, heart uh, cholesterol causes heart disease. That is a myth. There are a ton of myths out there. And I particularly enjoy uh, reading this book by Caleb Jones called The Unchained Man. And he has an entire chapter devoted to all of the myths that people actually believe that are entirely false. Here's another myth. You would more likely see an ENFJ man think that, you know, to have a better relationship with women, you have to go get advice from women on how to have a relationship with women. That's not exactly the case. Whereas the ENTP may think that at first because ignorance and then realize that that's not actually the true thing, even though that is socially acceptable, you know, based on pain of life and what their introverted sensing inferior hits from bad experiences with women, and then come to the conclusion that there's no way that is even possibly true. Whereas the ENFJ would actually maintain that truth in definitely, regardless of what they have to deal with. And that's another thing about them is that the ENFJ is had lacks introverted sensing entirely. They're insanely forgetful. And they forget often about the things that have impacted them and uh, are mostly focused on what is impacting others. And for them, if something that is true is not impacting others, that's also an example of how it could possibly not be true. So then the TI inferior is not likely to actually have a big deal. Now, both types are actually insanely stubborn, very stubborn. It's because their introverted thinking is pessimistic, and pessimistic introverted thinking has just a default amount of stubbornness to go with it. The difference is is that TI parent is quite responsible and actually, believe it or not, can be really open-minded. Although they have extroverted thinking critic, the ENTP is far more open-minded than an ENFJ. ENFJs are entirely dismissive. They expect everyone else to listen to them, but they themselves will not listen to anyone. And it's because of extroverted thinking demon. Extroverted thinking demon just does not really care that much uh, about um, listening to others. And that can be a problem. That could be a really, really big problem, actually. And uh, oftentimes, 
people don't really understand that about them. And, and it's so funny because like ENFJs, they're out there and it's like, well, no one wants to criticize me. I can't learn anything new if no one's going to criticize me. And it's like, well, hold on. When people criticize you, you dismiss them. You don't listen to them anyway. And usually people don't want to criticize you because they don't want to lose how much help or contribution that you actually bring them. So they're not likely to criticize you anyway. And that too is actually a serious problem, right? So ENFJs are like, oh, and it's so funny because ENFJs end up inadvertently actually creating their echo chamber just based on their mismanagement of criticism and feedback and negative feedback, especially that they get from other people, right? Whereas the ENTP, expert feeling child, welcomes, usually welcomes negative feedback and is actually more likely to listen to that negative feedback and then change. ENTPs are the most adaptable of the 16 types. They are the most adaptable and they can take any shape or form to fit particular situations. They're like metamorphic that way, almost to the point of being chameleon, but not really chameleon. It's more of like they're just able to adjust themselves per situation very easily. It's part of them being the rogue. It's part of them wearing a mask. They have a mask that they wear for whichever situation. So the ENTP is a lot more open-minded about taking criticism and or feedback. That's not to say that the ENTP, if they disagree with you, they are going to harshly challenge you and actually call you out for what you're saying instantly. But that doesn't mean they didn't listen or consider to everything that they said. For example, what goes through my mind when someone is criticizing me, it's like, okay, okay, they may have a point. Let me think about it for a second. Let's see if they're actually right. And then if they are right, I'll take full responsibility for it and I will immediately change. If they are wrong, I will slam them against the wall with my TI parent and not care. And I will do it ruthlessly, right? Whereas an ENFJ will just be like, oh, they don't like me. They don't like me. And because they don't like me, they're biased. And because they're biased, I don't have to listen to them, even though that's actually false and likely a myth in of its own right. That's the problem with ENFJs. They really like adopting myths and using myths as part of their own thinking. And they get mad at TP types, especially ENTPs, for not adopting those myths as part of their thinking to go along with them. And that leads to a huge amount of ignorance. And then also leads conflict between these two types because the ENTP just refuses to do that. No one is more free thinking than an ENTP, literally nobody. That's, that's why an ENTP's greatest nightmare is to wake up in a, 1980, a George Orwellian 1984 uh, world where thought police actually exist and people can read your thoughts and know exactly what you're thinking. And because you're not thinking a certain way, you go to jail, basically. That is an ENTP's greatest nightmare, whereas it's likely the ENFJ is the one who actually created that society to begin with, with their experted thinking demon, because experted thinking demon would relish the opportunity of having a thought police to police the thoughts of others, right? So that, you know, people would continue to turn their hearts towards myths. That's a biblical statement, uh, etc. So, you know, these two types... Like, that's just kind of where they're at. And I just realized that this question is actually asking about an ESFJ and not an ENTP. So let's actually talk about an ESFJ. So uh, ESFJ, uh, also, uh, the primary difference between ESFJ and ENTP, they're both crusader types, okay? So with them both being crusader types, uh, they have the same exact cognitive functions, um, but they are, in a, they are in a conflict pair with each other. So they kind of basically hate each other uh, by default. That's why my sister and I don't really have a really good relationship. She is an ESFJ and it's actually really, really difficult. Although my grandmother has a much more compatible octogram with myself, so her and I can actually have a relationship. 
But when it comes to my sister, her and I just absolutely cannot. And we have opposing octograms, so that makes a lot of sense. And we're also conflict types. But the main difference between the ESFJ and the ENTP is actually comes down to cognitive origin, right? And the cognitive origin of an ENTP is satisfaction, whereas the cognitive origin of the ESFJ is discovery. And discovery is all about exploration and exploring new things, like exploring every inch of a pizza or exploring every inch of a trail somewhere or exploring uh, new concepts within artificial intelligence uh, or technology. Uh, that's what they're all about. They love exploring. Also like firefighting and being police at the same time. ESFJ men are very common as firefighters, so just keep that in mind. If uh, for, for those women out there that want to get with an ESFJ man, we'll go volunteer raising money for firefighters, and eventually one will ask you out, and you'll see. So, but the point is, like, ESFJs, uh, you know, they have that same introverted thinking inferior problem that I stated with ENFJs uh, earlier within this episode. So that too is an issue. The difference is, is that the ESFJ is a bit more stoic than the, I, the ENTP. They can take a lot more hits. They have a higher level of endurance. They have a higher level of hardcore loyalty. And uh, because of that, they're, they're just not as scared as an ENTP is. An ENTP is more prone to fear than an ESFJ. That's another thing that can be a big deal. Uh, however, the ESFJ is more likely to become a doormat and because of that use covert contract manipulation. Eventually, the ENTP, while they can be super codependent and have Stockholm syndrome, uh, they'll eventually and can actually hella enable their abusers. And I'm really guilty of that. And especially those closest to me really know that I'm very guilty of that, of enabling abusers in my life. Uh, you know, ESFJs, they, they do that, but ESFJs end up resulting to covert contracting in order to, as an outlet uh, and a manipulative outlet to deal with those particular situations. ENTPs eventually will just disappear and just leave and just, you know, there, there's there's nothing left at that point. So so the, the, the ENTP is willing to withdraw their attention entirely from the situation. Whereas the ESFJ, they're kind of more just withdrawing their help. They'll stick around, but they're withdrawing their help. They're withdrawing their assistance. And that's how they become, you know, uh, you know, very cold or very dark, but like, and kind of, you know, withdrawn. But the ENTP, when the ENTP withdraws from that particular situation, they're taking their loyalty with them. They're taking their time and attention and resources with them. They're not going to be sharing that with anyone because what the ENTP cares about the most is what they share with other people. And if people are not going to be grateful for what the ENTP shares, the ENTP is ultimately going to move on. Whereas the, from the ESFJ perspective, they're okay with doing, you know, with continuing to share. They're just not going to be providing assistance. They place higher value on their thoughts and their assistance over than what they actually share, basically. And this is congruent across, you know, regardless of their, their gender, biological gender, male, female, it just doesn't matter. This is ultimately how it works out. Both these types definitely want to feel wanted. Now, like sexually, the ESFJ male, uh, you know, be, being wanted is great, but the ESFJ male oftentimes, you know, because they're as introverted sensing uh, is, is pretty high, it's in the top two functions. Sometimes when it comes to sexuality, they often initiate sex because they're seeking it out, whereas the ENTP wants to be sought out, basically. They want others to initiate with them. Like, for example, one of my favorite things is like when my woman, like she texts me and she's like, oh, I'm like super horny, you should just stop what you're doing right now and like come over and like and bang me like right now. You know, like that, that that's a great experience. I really enjoy getting those texts and whatnot. Um, funnily enough, that actually happened to me earlier today. Uh, being that as it may though, uh, the point is though, is that like 
ESFJs and ENTPs are just, you know, this way. But again, really the primary difference between them is really cognitive origin, the thing that they're trying to get the most out of life. And to the ENTP, that is satisfaction and ultimately fulfillment, which is what causes them to be super mega envious. Or the ESFJ, which is discovery, which can cause them to be super gluttonous, which can be a huge thing. Well, and this is why ESFJs more so than ENTPs are fat compared to ENTPs, way, way fatter, way more obese, more likely to be obese compared to ENTPs. Um, although, you know, as a formerly obese ENTP, I definitely had that problem. So that that can definitely be a thing. So, but yeah, uh, anyway, folks, thanks for watching, and I'll see you guys on the next episode.